welcome to the Fizzle Show! What's up, everybody? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all shapes, sizes, genders, uh, all the things. It, it just like, you know, all of it. All of it. Not discriminating. And all of it. Welcome. Because the world is a challenging place to make your way. It is difficult to earn a living doing something you care about in this modern world. For some reason, the powers that be decided that would be an easy strategy going forward. Hey, let's make everybody work in these drab corporate offices. Hey, let's go ahead and hang that promotion of, you know, dollars and cents and pennies and boats and, like, houses in the suburbs in front of people. That'll that'll keep them occupied for forever. Then we'll be able to get them to make those TCP reports for us, manage all the people, think about it as they're going to sleep at night, be the first thing they think about as they wake up, and then, lo and behold, I don't want to think about your stupid TCP report. I don't want to think it... I don't know, Corbett. I don't remember it, but I don't want to think about the reports. Yeah. I don't want to think about this stupid company. I'm probably I'm probably just like one hit wondering on that. I bet a lot of people have day jobs that they're kind of like, oh, it's not that bad. I mean, I just, I really want to do this blog. <laughs> yeah, that too. But Fizzle Show exists to help people find their path to, uh, to earning an independent living, doing something that they actually care about i am chase reeves i've got corbett Barr and steph crowder here we've been doing this for a while we run a community of entrepreneurs where we've had thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs come through our doors and learn how to create their own business using the tools of the internet like a superpower all right today on the show this is episode 255 we've got a great conversation coming at you coming at you live coming at you live we got it well, well not really well we're recording it live uh this is live i mean this is corbett Cor- this is live that's the power of the internet but isn't it always if donald trump can say what he gets to say and get away with it then you can say anything you want then i get to say this is live yeah because this doesn't get edited we're using the new live capabilities of the podcasting. live capabilities of podcasting that you can listen to at any time you want uh but we're going to talk about something that i think is a dope 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 podcast topic all right here's here's our headline here's our headline you ready for this how to use the comparison game to your advantage instead of just feeling like a piece of shit. How to use this comparison game. Are you going to have to bleep like a hundred times in this episode? <laughs> I don't know. It we'll did, how many times however happened. many times we say shit, I'm going to have to bleep it out. But it's not that much work. <laughs> it. Oh my God. Do you want me to keep going? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> it's a kid's show, Corbett. Don't, bro- don't poke the beast. <laughs> no, the, the, the topic is near and dear to my heart because I feel like my personality, my neuroses, my, my, uh, you know how we all have those things that, um, for better, for lack, yeah, for, for better or for worse, they're just those tendencies, those almost addictions, self-destructive habits, self fears. They're, they're, they're the things that like make us who we are in a lot of ways. Cause if we, are so what my, mine is, or at least one large part of it is like a wanting to be loved by other people and not knowing when that's enough, when I'm loved by enough people. Yeah. Right. I feel like that's pretty high up on the pyramid. That's, I think a lot, I think, I think a lot of people share that. Yeah, exactly. Now, what it looked like for me is it turned into, I need to try to get everybody yeah, to love me, all right? The time. I need to play that comparison game is what my sort of like baser nature took that into. And now this is something that shows up in 
in any any uh, uh, like sort of group species. It shows up in the form of a dire. Uh, uh, what I mean by group species, like pack animal type things. Mm. You know what I mean? The form of a, what they call a dominance hierarchy, which isn't one to one the same thing as this comparison thing, but it's the sense of you know where you are on the on the yeah. on the the sort where of you hierarchy. Order. And the truth is that when you know where you are and you're comfortable with where you are, you're fine. Your middle guy, you get the guy above you hits you. Yeah. Well, you got someone below you, you can hit for no reason. He didn't. There's no reason why he hit you. He was just taking it out, right? Sure. Um, Robert Spolsky is a Stanford professor. He did some lectures on that. It was, I highly recommend anybody watch those things. But this sense of comparing ourselves to others and then using that as a kind of measuring stick mm. for our own life, yeah. for our own sense of self-worth, which is the thing that I care a ton about. Because when I'm, I'm in a place where I feel like healthy, I feel balanced, I feel yeah. I can create I can create nonstop. Yeah, I can. I can work. I can serve. I can make things that people are interested in, um, and I won't burn out, right? But when I'm doing it to get that feeling of they like me, I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm growing. I'm growing in popularity. Yeah, there's a moment. There's always that moment where the popularity stops growing. Right. Right. There's that moment where it's like, oh shoot, the trend moved on. Run DMC was the biggest rap. Group mm. ever at the time. And then they par- partnered with Aerosmith, and that was the biggest thing they ever did. Yeah, right. That was ironically that made like they thought that would be super lame. No, it was it was rad. The two guys. Uh, I just watched this great hip hop evolution thing. Anyways, what I'm getting to with this, though, what happened is like Rakim came out, and uh, I can't remember who else. Like it started going in a different direction. It started going, it wasn't about the party, party, sure. party. It wasn't about this. It like started to get more, let's have a message. And, and he said, his sound guy, I'm not going to get, anyways, I'm not going to get into that. I love that. <laughs> I, I love this stuff Tangent so much. aborted. Yeah, tangent aborted. The point is, if you're making yourself addicted to just the growth of the popularity, you're going to find yourself hitting a brick wall at some point. Yeah. It's not the right, it's not the thing you actually want in the first place. Steph, Tell me, when we were talking before the show, you said dealing with uh, this comparison sort of burden of, of comparing yourself to other people is one of the top three problems that we see in Fizzle. Tell me more about that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, sometimes it's interesting to like just start to tally how often we hear things. And I, I would definitely put some version of the comparison game into the top three. Just because, you know, especially in the beginning stages, as your idea is crystallizing, you're starting to envision, you know, there's so many questions. What kind of medium am I going to have? Is it going to be a blog or a podcast? Should I use Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or YouTube or God knows what else? And uh, when you're in that research stage, you can't help but see and notice what else is already out there. And uh, that and Pinterest is like a great example of this too. You know, there's Pinterest is even used to describe like Pinterest worthy homes and things like that. And it starts from a really um, innocent place, right? Like you go on, let, I'm going to stick with Pinterest for this. You go on Pinterest thinking, I want to decorate um, a living room for my family that is, you know, really cozy and makes us feel at home and it's just like makes me happy every day. But quickly, if you spend too much time on that, you can start to feel like 
your home sucks and all you can think about is what you don't have and how you don't have that super pottery barn sofa that you keep seeing on Pinterest or whatever. Um, you know, this obviously applies to business too. You're thinking about what you want to be and all you can see, all you can think about are the influencers who have 15K, 60K, 100K followers and all like mm. what started as looking for inspiration quickly warps into, I can never be that, or this is a saturated market, or I'll never get to that level, or, oh my God, she's so much better than me, or he is so much better at that thing. And suddenly what started as seeking inspiration leaves us feeling dejected, um, just the wind is taken out of our sails, and questioning, the saddest part of all, questioning your entire idea that you were so excited about before you took this trip down Instagram lane. So mm. I think it's it, it's yeah. a very dangerous um, thing that happens because it sneaks up on people. They think to themselves, myself included, God knows I've been down this road, uh, thinking to myself, well, I'm just going to kind of go get some inspiration. And then I leave Instagram feeling like, man, well, these people are doing so well. Like, why do I even, who do I think I am to have a voice in this? So um, this is a very, very common thing that I think I have not met one person so far in my journey that hasn't felt some version of this at some point. It's just such a universal thing, uh, mm. not just for business builders, but just, I think, being human. Yeah, that's the crazy thing, right? We mm. First, we came at this thinking from the business builder's perspective. Yeah. And yet, you know, all of us who have spouses or friends who aren't involved in entrepreneurship, yeah. when they spend on time on social media, they have the same feelings, right? Yeah. Yeah. You get on Instagram and, you know, oh, I'm just going to see what my friends are up to. Yeah. And then you leave, like, for some reason, having this, like, sense of despair. About <laughs> totally. Life. And there's these scary studies and, and things coming out about how unhappy social media is making people, especially yeah. young people who are who are growing up with totally. it. Now, right? Yeah. And so I, I don't think it's something it, when you when you use social media as an entrepreneur, you have to remember that there's kind of two two sides to yeah. yourself, right? There's the entrepreneur side, which is there to learn something or do something to accomplish something. And then there's the natural other side of you, which is like little Chase Reeves on the playground trying to make everybody mm-hmm. like him. Yeah, yeah. And so you can get caught up in that really easily and feel like your sole job is to fill that void in your stomach yeah. through more clicks on the, the heart button or whatever it is yeah. on, your, on your profile. Yeah, yeah. And so what I'm hearing from you guys is this the, the danger it makes me see more than anything is Steph, what you said when you're like, I don't even deserve to be trying to do this thing kind of right. It's like that sense of, of, you know, like right now I want to, I've been dreaming about starting up my own podcast for a long time. And I've thought about it forever, all of these ideas and all this that where I could just really just kind of be myself. But I, at the same time, I'm like, I want it to get big though. And so what does it need to do to get big and this, that, and the other, right? All in built into there is just this this cyclone of of questioning and 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 there's this constant balancing act, this budgeting happening between like if I give it enough energy to actually make something in the world, or if I stay in that like I don't know, I don't know, and then eventually like totally put the candle out and just go like I don't I don't deserve to be there or it's not for me or I don't have what it takes right 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 like I just think that that is actually one of the biggest dangers in this whole thing because it's a way bigger danger than trying it and not getting successful 
Well, and I think what a lot of us do is we allow a judgment of ourselves yeah. to be put on the line whenever we put a blog out there, yeah, yeah, yeah. a podcast mm-hmm. yeah. or a YouTube or something. We are inherently allowing that to represent our self-worth, mm. whether or not people yeah. like this thing. Yeah. So, you know, this this is a real danger um, for the regular average person who's not trying to build a business. This is a real danger for business builders in terms of how it makes you feel. But I think there's more dangers for business builders. Right. In in the sense that you can easily get distracted from what your real goal was. Yeah. You know, all of us sit down one day and we say, wouldn't it be great to have a business? And the reason that I want to have a business is personal freedom. I want to make more money. I want to work on something that I really care about. Yeah. I want to work with people that I really enjoy, blah, blah, blah. There's like five or six or ten different reasons that you want mm-hmm. to do this thing. And you start out thinking like that. And then you find yourself looking around at like, well, what are other people doing? Yeah. And suddenly you get sucked into this vortex of social media. And and now you feel like your goal is, well, I just need to become more and more popular. So it's not only does it make you feel bad, but it also distracts you from what you should be doing to actually build a business and meet those goals that you first were after. Totally. I think this is one of the biggest points of this whole episode for me. Like as an actual reminder when we were talking about it pre-show. So Steph, you took an inhale there. Is there something you wanted to to tag (laughs) on with that? I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I I think I just wanted to add, I think it's worth pointing out and you know, people I feel like are going to hear this intellectually, but I hope that for someone listening, it sinks in on a deeper level because I remind myself of this, of this a lot. If you look at some of those people that you admire, some of the people who've got the colossal followings that you think is, you know, your personal definition of success, the amount of times we hear stories from those people who are feeling exactly the way that you are right now, like that blows my mind when you hear from someone at the quote unquote top who gets there and they don't necessarily feel Mm. any happier for being there. My favorite example of this recently is I'm sure people listening, many of you are probably familiar with Melissa Griffin. She kind of recently launched a new podcast called Pursuit with Purpose. I listened to the first episode and she talks about this. She was like, yeah, I built a million dollar business and guess what? I was miserable. And now her whole podcast is dedicated to like rewinding the tapes and figuring out what is the what is the purpose that any of us are really here for? So I just, I wanted to throw this into the mix as like, it's very easy to look at people who've quote unquote made it, but don't assume that they're not having all the same hangups. Um, just because you reach a certain milestone, there's mm. always a new milestone to be had. And I just think whenever I stop and think about that, it really helps me come back to my own center. It's like, you know what? I bet if I had a million followers, I'd be wondering why I don't have two million. So this is a game that never, don't make the mistake of thinking that the comparison game ends somewhere because I don't think it does. Mm, I love that. That's a great point. So, okay, we've got this danger of the comparison trap. Okay, it can get us into all kinds of trouble. Right, where we judge ourselves, and that is a total energy depleter. You will not have your best idea when you're sitting there beating the crap out of yourself. What you'll want to do is you'll want to take a nap, a depression nap, which can be some of the. Oh, depression naps are the best. <laughs> they're actually like, if you learn how to give yourself a depression nap, it's. Yeah. But if you hope that you'll wake up and it'll all be gone. <laughs> if you, but if you, if you actually have parking tickets, tickets to pay off or like a thing to write that sure. like, you're, like, you can't afford to take those every day. You're going to start beating yourself up to, you know, they have a, there's a nasty shadow side, but sometimes you just need a nap, right? But like, there's this compression or compression trap, this comparison trap where we start judging ourselves and measuring ourselves 
based on stupid metrics. Okay. And I think a lot of people listening to the show, I think myself personally, I've been in that trap so much. You might be in that trap right now. Mm-hmm. So Corbett, I think one of the things that is the, um, the strongest antidote to this, we're going to talk about I, what I think is the antidote to this and then several ways that you can use this comparison trap. There's all this energy in the comparison trap. There's something genetic, like we've had this in our species for a long time. So psychologically, we find, we will fall into doing this before we're even thinking about it. It's not something we want to be doing. We're just doing it. Yeah. So, But if we can get with something like that, if you give yourself, you put some train tracks down, mm-hmm. you can use that energy for something more productive, right? So we've got a handful of ideas for that we'll get into in a little bit. But... First of all, the antidote to this is something that you mentioned, Corbett, when you were talking. It was like, why do you want to start a business? And people will mention one to 10 different things. More freedom, more time to do what I want to do, more time with my family, more uh, the ability to travel and work from anywhere, yep. more security so that I can't get fired from some company randomly and willy-nilly, right? Whatever it is, these yeah, sorts more, of things. Yeah, more... Um Make more money. Yeah, uh, spend time with people at work that uh-huh. you enjoy. Yeah, there's there's all kinds of reasons. Yeah, and you have to ask yourself: Does getting more followers on Instagram get me anywhere closer to that? Yeah, and this is where it's like, okay, so if the goal, if the goal is set up by me, by my intention, and you can look at, you know, you can go get our uh, our our minimum viable income guide to minimum viable income, right? Yeah. Where there, Steph has this awesome post. I think we did a podcast about it as well. Steph, if you can find that out over there, we'll definitely have that in the show notes where it's like, okay, what's your minimum viable income? Your ramen profitable number. Uh, outside of outside of all of the flash and whiz bang stuff, this is just, you can, you can just survive on this number. Yeah. And you understand that number and you're like, what do I need to do to get my income to that number yes. doing something that doesn't eat me out for, and, up from the inside and, out. And how does it break down you know, yeah. per month and per week and per day? Yeah. And that's such a concrete step you can take towards yeah. achieving what you actually want to achieve. I think that's the antidote, first and foremost, is in ironically coming back to another huge trap as people like the, the, one of the biggest traps of the comparison trap is just, you know, comparing how much money you make to somebody else, right? And so here's this here's this metric that can be totally used, uh, you know, unconsciously, darkly or whatever, you know, by your dark mind. Yeah. Um or you can flip it on its head. You go money is a tool that enables me to have the lifestyle that I want. What's the minimum viable income I can I can afford? And now it's like what am I doing in my strategy, in my business, in my work to get me to that point so that then I can build from there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the, the term that I love to describe sort of what we're talking about, the, the thing that you would measure in the comparison game. Yeah. And the thing that when you go and look at someone on social media or whatever, you, you're just looking at like how many likes they're getting, right? Or, yeah. or how many followers they have, that sort of thing. And if you start to care about that for yourself and you're building a business, it's something that people call a vanity metric. Mm, yeah. And I love that term because that's really what it's all about. It's mm. about, Vanity, yeah. about ego. It's about yeah. making other people think that you're hot shit mm-hmm. because you have X followers yeah, or X totally. likes. Totally. Yeah. Am I good enough? Am I enough? Is the is the question that underlies that? Am I enough? And if it's like, hey man, if you can go through a little bit of just a little bit of psychological and spiritual development to get to the point where it's like that blog post 
doesn't actually contribute to your existential worth or value. Yeah. You got to give that to yourself somehow, right? Yeah. I'm really passionate about that stuff. Yep. If you can solve that little equation so you don't have this remainder hanging off there that's constantly getting you stuck in the tr- I mean there's always going to be, you know, you always have your neuroses, yep. right? But the thing is is you can remember that like, "Oh, I I am enough, I have enough, I'm doing enough." Then it's like, "So what do I want?" Like this is a finite game. We're going to die at some point. <laughs> I can give my time and energy to this company because they allow for some security for me. And I, but I only get two weeks a year for this. I want more than that for right. my family. I want more. I want more. You know what I mean? It's that kind of stuff that gets you going. So what do I want? Right. What do I want? And then if you can be, you know, I think this is what guys really like about the Stoics, like the, there's all the, the that mm-hmm. whole group of, of entrepreneur out. people who yeah. are like way into the Stoic stuff. Um, cause it's just this way of looking at what do you actually want? Be honest about it and, and come to terms with well, how you're going to get and it. And really, you know, this, the thing that we're asking people to do now is sort of a stoic principle. Mm. What we're asking people to do in this is to recognize that there's emotion wrapped up in the comparison game. Yeah. But now to extricate yourself, mm. see that, but decide you're not going to let it affect what you actually do. Yeah. Yeah. And that is a, that is very, Challenging. Absolutely. Because for some reason, this comparison trap is just, it's so, like, it's just so, is it the smell of it? Is it like, is it so, I don't know, what allures us to it? I think it's what you said earlier, which is there is a dominance hierarchy that we, from way back yeah. in the time when we yeah. weren't even humans, yeah. it is ingrained into us. And so you constantly had to go, Am I more important or less important than that person? Yeah, yeah. You know, and where do I fall in pecking order? And so it's just a natural thing that we all do. Totally, totally. And 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 it's just like this cycle that's running in your brain. And if you can address it, if you can kind of shine the light on it a little bit, yeah. And and get it to go and realize you don't even have to get it to stop. You just have to realize it's there, so that you can go like, oh, I'm doing that thing again. Yeah. Oh, I'm doing that thing again. Okay. So what do they say to do when I'm when you get stuck in that feeling? You're going to notice that feeling when you're looking at Instagram. You're going to notice that feeling when you're, when you're comparing your numbers to someone else. You're going to notice that feeling. It's like a kind of pit in your stomach. It's yeah. kind of dread. It's sort of like, this isn't going to work for me. Well, and it's also, you're going to notice not just the feeling, but you're going to notice if you're building a business, you doing things yeah. on social media, the content that you're publishing, the design of your website, the design of your profile yeah. pages. Yeah. You're going to notice yourself changing them to imitate yeah. those people that you're following because you think that it's going to make you like them. And the only question that we're actually bringing to that is like, is, because we actually got some tips coming up for how to look at what others are doing and let some of that energy from the comparison trap help you make better decisions on your website, on your Instagram, on your this, this that, and the other. The difference is though, you've done this first step of some essential detachment some essential emotional distancing of yourself from the thing and you've plugged yourself back into what is the main goal and my priority in this again what's my intention yep. with doing this on the website or doing this uh, oh it's this much this much revenue or income or this much engage, engagement on the email list or this much whatever yep. right it's you know for a lot of us who are small businesses this is like you're clawing and tearing your way up the hill by handfuls you got the dirt under your nails. You're just barely holding on, but it's like, no, I've got some traction. We're working, but it's, you're doing all of it yourself, yes. dirt under your fingernails, clawing up the side of this hill. Yeah. So it's very, it's very ride or die. It's yeah. very kind of like in, 
we're not far away from, we're not doing things to our business that might have an effect, you know, 16 months from now or something like that. It's kind of like, all right, we need to, we need to fill up the next season of clients now. Now. Right. You know, it's, it's very, it's very close at hand. I don't know. Steph, first of all, did you, uh, were you able to find that, that minimum viable income? Did we do a podcast you know episode on that? Dri- or was it's that kind of just- driving me crazy. We, we did, but it's not, I'm not able to find it right now. We'll have to link to it. There's a guide that people should get anyway. And there's a podcast that goes with it. Um, but so if you're, if, okay. if you guys want to learn okay. about minimum viable income, check the show notes for this. The, the link will be there. Okay. Cool. Fizzleshow.co slash two five five. We'll find that. I can't look it up on my computer because it will shut down the Mexican internet. <laughs> yeah, the whole town. <laughs> the whole town will be without power if I pull up a website while yeah. we have a Skype call going. Exactly. It happens. So um all right. So here's where I think I want to go. Steph, I'm gonna I'm gonna come over to you here. Um in uh, actually let me let me just see. Steph, is there anything is there anything that, that's coming up for you as we're talking about number one, this comparison trap is big. It's one of the top three challenges we see people have. Number two, it's sort of like got this like we have this tendency. It's almost like uh we just find ourselves doing it without even thinking about it. It's just in, built into our nature somehow. But number three, we can pop out of it if we just uh, if we can, if we can reset our goals, our values, our intention on something that we're setting it on, right? Not on, you know, if we're as big as this person or have as many likes as that person or have as much money or email as, as that people, we can look at, Hey, what do I want out of my life? What do I want from me? Am I on the right path? Do my numbers show, do the numbers that matter really show that? Yep. Listen, this podcast episode was brought to you by Gusto, Gusto. We're going to have to add this ad read here in the middle somewhere. We're just going to break it in. We'll just break it in. Okay. We love Gusto because it's what we use to pay, pay our payroll. And you can get three months for free when you do your first payroll when you go to gusto.com slash fizzle. That's G-U-S-T-O dot com slash fizzle. Corbett has had to deal with payroll in multiple states. Oh. He's had to use all these archaic tools and all of this old stuff. Gone. All yeah. of it's Gone. Now, Georgia, Kentucky, <laughs> Illinois, California, <laughs> Oregon, yeah. all handled yeah. with That's right. gusto. Yeah. So here we are promoting the tool that we actually use because they're like, we like your podcast. We'll sponsor it. Our thanks to Gusto for supporting the Fizzle Show and independent business. If you guys want to get three months for free of payroll from Gusto, when you start your first payroll, just go to gusto.com slash fizzle. That's how you get that free three months thing. Gusto.com slash fizzle. Our thanks to you guys for supporting the show. In this, in this process, what do you think, Steph, is, is like, what do people need to hear about just that? This is what I would call like the first part of this podcast episode. Before we get into the details on how they can use these, this kind of comparison energy to actually get a better Instagram profile, get more, uh, um, you know, results on their homepage and stuff like that. So, okay. So first I'll say, uh, before we get into like the actual tips of this, right. Just taking something away from the conversation, the back and forth that you guys just had. Um, what I really heard you talking about was pattern interrupt, right? So this is like, if you want to go back to, Mm. I don't know, some study from, I don't even know when, but it goes back to the concept of Pavlov's dog. And maybe people are familiar with this, the whole, the old, like, I don't even know if it's a parable or if it was a real study where the doorbell, I mean, all of us who have dogs have some version of this in our own home. The doorbell rings, dog goes crazy. And uh, back when this study was done, it was 
to the point where the bell would ring, dog would salivate because the uh, researcher was giving the dog a treat every time the bell rang. So without the treat, without the dog ever even seeing or smelling the treat, the bell would ring, the dog would salivate. It was just like an instant response, stimulus and response. And I think that's really what we're talking about here. So the first step is awareness. Is aw- like What you guys were just talking about was the awareness to realize that when you jump on Instagram, when you look at somebody else's Facebook Live, when you read somebody's blog post or see their opt-in, wherever this manifests for you, it is as simple as a stimulus and that creates a response. And that response is often negative, right? So it's possible to insert mm. a uh, a different pattern. It's, it's If this is a pattern that needs interrupting, the first step is to be aware of the fact that when I, like, I have a trigger, when I see this kind of post on Instagram, when I see someone's follower numbers, when I see the comments on their blog, it, it elicits this response in me that I don't like. So that's the first step, I think, is just realizing, trying to spot those trends and have that awareness and objectiveness that you use the word detachment, Chase, to take a step back and say, ooh, okay, I'm doing that thing that I know is not productive for me because I'm going to spend the rest of the day spinning out on this. I'm going to take a step back and I'm going to insert a different response. I get to choose my response to this. This was something we talked a little bit about before we hopped on the mic here that, I don't know, has been pivotal for me. And it sounds really, really simple. But if the classic response to that stimulus is jealousy or envy, just having the awareness to realize that you get to choose a different response, like that is an option that you, that we all have. And it's possible to look at it and say, you know what, instead of envy, I'm going to feel excitement because holy cow, like so-and-so out there that I admire is absolutely crushing it. How exciting is that for me? Like, that's possible? Are you kidding me right now? You have the ability to choose that response because it's absolutely as viable a story as the story that you're telling yourself, which is that that person's successful, so you can't be. So I think that's like the first thing. I'm kind of like getting jazzed up now about this because it's exciting once once mm-hmm. you um, realize that you are in charge of the story that you tell yourself about other people out there. Yeah. That's the first thing, I think. Mm. Yeah, no, I think that's a, that is, that is the first thing. It's this awareness piece that you're talking about and coming back to your own individual goals. Now, I think that you've, you've mentioned, uh, what is the first tip here, which is this, the difference between noticing when you feel jealousy, um, or, or hopefully trying to convert that jealousy into this realization that like, wow, that's possible for mm-hmm. me, right? That's what I'm, that's, tell, just say a little bit more about that. Cause I want to, I want people to hear that one more time. Cause I think the whole game is kind of in the difference between those two. Yeah. So let me bring that real life example to this. I'm just going to think of like influencers that I pay attention to. So let's go back to Marie Forleo. Okay. I'm sure most people listening are familiar with Marie Forleo. Uh, Pat Flynn, choose somebody, Gary Vaynerchuk, people who've been around for a while. Fizzle, Corbett Barr (laughs) are the other examples. Mm -hmm. Imagine that Amy Porterfield or now and today, like in the past year or so, Jenna Kutcher for our Instagram fans, really big Instagrammers. um, If they had looked at like a Marie Forleo and said, you know what? Oh man, like B-School is like killing it. There's just no way that I'm ever going to be able to teach people online marketing. I might as well pack it in and uh, go back to my day job or try something else. You know, I look at Amy Porterfield as an example of that because um, she came slightly after Marie Forleo. And 
to think like I love Amy Porterfield's podcast and to think that someone like her wouldn't be around if she had looked at that success that that earlier person had had and decided, uh, you know, that it wasn't worth it. You can extrapolate this to like so many different examples in your life, like maybe, you know, different restaurants. There's probably more than one Italian restaurant in your neighborhood, right? But the, the cool thing about that is they are all known for different things. So to summarize that, it's instead of that envy feeling of like, man, okay, I guess it's all been done before or like that person's been successful, so I can't. Why not allow that to, to flip that story and see it as, oh my gosh, it, like Marie Forleo did that? Like it's possible? Like Corbett Barr and Chase Reeves built Fizzle? Like somebody can do that? That is so cool and so exciting. So instead of that envy story, it's equally possible and way more fun to live in the space of excitement versus allowing the jealousy to prevent you from taking the next step. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I'll just add two more emotions, one one to either side of that. Yeah. Steph mentioned envy and jealousy. I think another thing that people feel, and she kind of alluded to this, would be futility. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's all it's been done before, so why should I even try? Right. Yeah. So those are some of the emotions you might feel when you're falling into the trap. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, when you're going to start using the comparison game to your advantage, uh, excitement would be a good one. Another one that would be really good would be curiosity. Mm-hmm. Right. Wondering. Wondering what about this person or this post or this email or whatever, this product makes it so successful, makes mm. it so possible, makes it so popular. Yeah, I like that. It makes me think of, um, of I don't know, help me find this word. There's something about, um, it's not quite capability because I don't think I go straight from like, you know, I envy that, I wish I could do that. The futility, I mean, to me, what's what's the if... If the the jealousy, if we could flip that into excitement, those are the sort of the opposites of each yeah. other. What do you flip the futility into? Possibility. Possibility. Maybe that's in the vein of it. It's like capability, possibility. Um, and there's, I think there may be even a better word somewhere out there that I'm I'm just not getting. But it's something about this sense of listen. You you might need someone to tell you this, but you belong to to your dreams of making a business you deserve like you're you're here listening to the fizzle show like that's a huge indicator of what you deserve or are capable of doing yeah where you're choosing to spend your time exactly and yet even though you know a lot of us care we can still fall into that trap so exactly and it's because you know what it's like if you've had one of those friends who's like, just maybe you should get a little less positive. Maybe you should be a little harder on yourself. Yeah, you keep being so positive about everything, but it's like nothing's going very well for you. This is a this is a you're hey man, pretending. But but, but the, the game might really be about happiness and satisfaction. <laughs> I think that's it. Right, that's totally it. So, but I see, but I see that that danger on the too sunny side. Yeah. Right. So in the Zen idea, like we're all climbing up the mountain. Some of us are a little more on the shady side. Some of us are a little more right. on the sunny side. The goal is, you know. You want to try to be right there in the middle. You get a little too sunny, like notice it and just go over to the shady side. The grapes actually grow a little bit better over there for a little more of a, you know, heavier, intense wine. Yeah. But they're sweeter on the other side. It's like, you know, you want both. It's the yin and the yang, baby. True. Okay. But I like that, that Corbett bringing in that, that emotion of futility mm-hmm. because that to me is the most dangerous. That's when I personally shut down. Right. That's when I, that's when that, that really can, 
can like we're going when you take that depression well, that's when i'm going for the nap dude that's when i'm going for the nap for sure okay now if the first step is noticing these emotions and trying to convert them into the positive counterpart um i think the second step is is what we talked about when we talk about making yourself a kind of researcher all right mm-hmm. putting on your what steph calls uh, you put on your marketer hat right and and ask yourself why is this working? Now, this is like this whole, like this whole area of self-education that I've really been diving into a bunch over the last few years. I like YouTube a lot. I like podcasts a lot. I notice Instagram a lot because everybody, no matter, like a lot, I know a lot of people who have never listened to a podcast who are on Instagram, right? Who have never followed or subscribed to a YouTuber, right? Or watched it on their Apple TV ever. Yeah. But they are on Instagram. Instagram's like this big one. So I find myself paying attention to these things and just looking for, oh, wow, look what, what I do typically is I'm like, okay, so Gary V has gone through all of the things he's gone through and this is the strategy he's trying now. And I'm kind of doing in my head with someone like Gary V who's tried a lot of different things. I'm in my head going like, all right, is this working? First of all, is does he have the numbers on this that compared to the to the last ones? Is this working? What is this? Right. What what is this actually? Oh, it's right. a motivational video. Oh, it turns out everything there is a motion motivational video. Like what's the actual message of it? Oh, it's just the same thing he's been saying. It's just you can do it. Get off your ass, like hustle, whatever. I try to kind of understand these things, but that is just an example of Making yourself a researcher. Now, Corbett, like, do you personally find yourself doing much of this or do you think you spend more of your time just going like, I'm going to have ideas? Um, I, both for sure. But in addition to being a researcher, I think what I tend to ask myself is, so what? So Gary, mm. let's say, has an Instagram post and it's liked 6,000 times. So what? What's his strategy behind it? And how does that Instagram post, if let's say I posted something that got really popular, yeah. is my life going to be different? Yeah. Is my business going to be different? Does that matter in any way, shape, or form? And if so, how does, how does my action mm. of spending so much time and energy devoted to becoming more popular on Instagram, how does that translate to the one to ten things that I set out to achieve with my business. Yeah. How does that how does that translate to me having more freedom in my life? Mm. Me making more money with my business. Yeah. Whatever it is that I'm after. And there may be a clear-cut answer to that. You know, it may be that uh, this Jenna Kutcher person became really popular and now she can do sponsorships on Instagram. Mm. Okay? And, mm-hmm. and so maybe that's part of the game. Yeah. Yeah. But maybe it's not. Yeah. You know? And maybe it turns out that Instagram's a fun way to you know, stay connected with people and it's another channel that people can find me in. But at the end of the day, I don't have a clear strategy for driving people from Instagram yeah. to customers. So it's not my one of my primary focuses. Yeah. Because again, this brings me back to and puts me in my mind back to those original sort of goals, intentions. What did I want out of this? I want more freedom, I want more flexibility, more time with my family, more th- spending time doing something I actually care about, contributing to the world in some way that, that matters to me. And you can kind of like, you know, fizzle.co slash goals. You get, this is the, this is the course you need mm-hmm. to, to set those, those intentions, to get those, un- to understand what you really think about those things, what you really want from those. And I, I, I do have to make a strong pitch for that 
course right now. I mean, if you are wondering what is it, let me say this. If you don't know why you're doing this, if it's just kind of that autofill answer, that autocorrect answer of like, well, because it's kind of, it's cool to be an entrepreneur. It's cool to have a blog. It's cool to have a lot of people paying attention to your Instagram. Or if you use the, if it's just for that, you, it's not going to work out the way you're wanting it to. You've got to get to your deeper intentions on this thing. And then you act accordingly from there. Those are your marching orders. Those are the things that are true. And they've been true about you for so long. And Steph's course on goals, fizzle.co slash goals, is by far and away the best, quickest, medius course I've ever seen on that kind of training. You don't have to do five days with Tony Robbins to figure that out. You, you, you can actually do this at the pace of your own heart and in your own, you know, jammies. So you're saying like 90 minutes with Steph and mm-hmm. like five days with Tony Robbins? 90 minutes with that Steph. That is the nicest thing anyone has said to me in like a week. It's like five days with Tony Robbins. That's right. <laughs> So, um, so you guys, if you're, if you're curious about what you're in this for, you've got to discover that there's no point in learning how to start a blog. If you start up on the wrong topic, if you, if you're, you know, just faffing about for the wrong reasons, for the wrong reasons, because, because the right reasons will find you. It's just a matter of how much time, Mm -hmm. how much time I mean, I think you're going to have a blast doing this. Let's, let's go, let's, let's keep, um, (laughs) this makes me think of just because I saw this documentary, there was this. There's this great Netflix documentary about these directors that went into World War II to be a part of, uh, these Hollywood directors that went into World War II to be a part of documenting, filming, being able to make morale-boosting films and stuff like that. Well, once the war was over, this one director, Houston, Houston is his name, he, um, he made a film about this, um, this hospital, this mental hospital that a lot of these soldiers we're, we're going that I when he followed one group of soldiers in this mental hospitals and showed, and these guys weren't acting. They're not acting at all. They're the actual soldiers. They're actual. And I saw footage from this thing and I heard, and I heard these other directors, Steven Spielberg, Guillermo del Toro, handfuls of others talking about like, this is one of the most impactful films I had ever seen in my life. Well, when it got made, just as it was about to be the day before it was going to be shown at MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art, as, a, as this, it had never been seen before, the military uh, pulled it. They said, we don't want anybody to know about this and see this sort of thing, right? That's when Steven Spielberg said, I can understand. But the truth is, when we need to focus on going forward, we've got to do so with the greatest understanding of the current situation that we possibly can. Mm. And I think, you know, when we aren't looking deeply into our own goals, our heart, our intention, this kind of stuff, yeah. we're like, we're, we're basically going like, eh, we're going to put off the PTSD thing yeah. for another 40 years. Right. Do you know what I mean? And that's effectively what they did. Now we know about it. We would have known about it 40 years earlier. Not that it would have had as big of an impact, but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be so looked down upon. Right. It wouldn't be so stigmatized. Right. Right? If you just if you bring out the bad with the good, that's why I think a lot of us don't get into the goal stuff, because I think it it honestly, who knows what comes up. Yep. It might go in a totally different direction. Well, and and just like the comparison game, when setting goals, you can feel futility. Yeah, right. You totally can. And instead, we want you to feel that's possible. why Steph's course is so great. Yeah. You don't feel the futility. By the way, 
scale of one to town, how much did you think I wasn't going to be able to come back from that uh, <laughs> war documentary thing? <laughs> um, I was observing closely. I, I'd like to think that after 255, <laughs> I have a pretty good judgment. You could tell I was, that I was watching I the was fin. Watching, yeah. The fin was in the water yeah, still. Yeah. All right. Good. I'm glad. That's a lot of confidence in me. Okay. So, Steph, you originally brought up this idea of the researcher. Um, mm-hmm. Let's come back to that now. W- w- give people some uh, some encouragement, some advice on how you think they should be looking at. It, like you know, so you find yourself naturally drawn towards this person or that person. Um, you're paying attention. You kind of have a habit of it. There might be a real call to arms as, as to like, hey, guess what? Turn it off. Snap out of it. No more. You're gonna miss your nephew's birthday like reminder on Facebook. Take a break. What if social media is just run through buffer? And it's just automated about your business stuff. Right. Right. What if, what if that, maybe there's a call to action about like some of us need to just take a break completely. But Mm. for others of us who feel like it's, let's go into research mode. Let's realize this. We have the awareness of it. We come back to our goals and our intentions and we realize, so what? Like we, we want to make these things that matter to us. We want to, and we can use social media as a fantastic tool to build our, reach to get more customers, more clients to make more sales. Right. So Steph, tell us how you would approach this idea of like, okay, so how do you be a researcher? How do you put on your marketer hat when you come to your social media stuff? Yeah. So actually I, before I do that, I just want to offer a counterpoint actually to what you just said about, uh, if people are struggling with the social media thing, maybe it's time to take a break. I actually think that that is for many people, I'll speak from my own experience. That is an invitation to lean in even harder to what you're doing on social media. And what I mean by that is when this happens to me, for many of us, I think a lot of us, maybe all of us, um, it's possible, are in whatever game we're in, whatever industry we're in, we're doing it for some kind of connection, I find. Um, There's some impact we're trying to make. There's some person we're trying to help. There's some cause we're trying to further. So instead of like when you get really lost and comparing yourself to quote unquote bigger and better, go even harder on your own strategy. Be even more you. That's like the number one thing that's worked for me. And for me, that looks like sometimes I will just, this just happened to me literally, was it last night? It was this week. I just went into my own Facebook group for Courage and Clarity and I just went live like no makeup, hair in a ponytail, because I was like, okay, I need, I need to like get back to that connection. I need to go back to the people I'm really in this for. And I did like eight minutes and I mm. walked away and I was like, oh my God, duh. Like, this is why I'm here. I'm not here because of so-and-so on Instagram. So that's an invitation for people too, is like, don't disengage when it gets hard. I say actually show up even harder as yourself. So that was just one counterpoint mm. I wanted to offer as another, maybe less talked about strategy for this. Cause I think it's really tempting to close it down and walk away and, and say, for Get it. I'm not going to be on social media. But no, I think that whatever it is that you're bringing to the table, it's a stronger, it's even more of an invitation to to show up as yourself. Um, so there's that. But then also on the front of on the topic of being a researcher, um, the title of this episode is all about how to use the comparison game to your advantage, right? So the way to do that, you can actually, I think, make a kind of fun, well, fun if you're a marketing nerd like we are, but a fun game of studying what works for other people. So when you see someone who maybe you're tempted to 
feel those feelings of the envy or the comparison, the futility that we talked about. Instead, see if you can turn it into a game of, okay, like putting on that marketer hat. Why is this working? What is it about Jenna Kutcher's Instagram that is like exploding right now? Is it, you know, the topics that, you know, her vulnerability, the way the the photos are styled? Is it Instagram stories? What is working here? And really kind of like breaking that down. Um, this works really well on Instagram, but you can really do it with anything. I was just having a conversation with a Fizzle member before we recorded this podcast. We were talking about lead magnets and opt-in, you know, freebies. And we had the same discussion of, you know, go on people's sites and, and study what other people are offering. What's working? What does it make you want to subscribe? If so, why? And really starting to ask those questions as a researcher, as someone who is seeking to, uh, like if you had to tear it down piece by piece in terms of what's the strategy here, why is it effective or just as helpful? Why is it not effective? It can be a really cool way to um, take some of the emotion out of comparison and instead uh, empower yourself because there's more li- there's more than likely something to learn from people. There's definitely something to learn from people who are doing really well online. So study it instead of uh, allowing it to be depressing, I think. Oh, I love that. I love that. And it made me think of something. Hold on, I was just taking a note. Uh, I don't want it to go, but it might just be gone it's gone it's officially gone oh it was good it was really good you guys Mm. i could tell it was really good okay so here's what i've heard so far in terms of these sort of tactics that that i mean obviously we've got the first half of the conversation which is about like why the comparison trap is so dangerous and the major major sort of antidote to this thing which is like you've got to come back to what you're trying to do mm-hmm. what your goals and your intentions are i mean the simple fact of like if you're start like i'm thinking about my own podcast i'd like to start right and we have revenue from all these different streams thinking of my wife and i and i'm like okay what if i just gave myself a goal of if i can just make $2000 a month from this podcast. That would be the biggest thing I could possibly imagine. Right? So how would I how would I right. how would I do that? Versus how do I make it to the yes. top 10 and I versus yes. versus literally what? Yeah. Like what else like versus some internal feelings, you know what I mean? And I wonder how many times I've done that to myself. Sure. Right? And how many people out there are doing that to themselves? Seth Godin has this quote about goals. Um, I don't remember it. I put it on the sales page of the of the goals course. Steph, can you pull that up? Fizzle.co slash goals. I think oh, there yeah. should be an image there of Seth Godin. Um, she goes, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll bring up the sales page. But he has this great quote about goals. Tell me if you're, yep. you're going to... The thing about goals is that living without them is a lot more fun in the short run. It seems to me, though, that the people who get things done, who lead, who grow, and who make an impact, those people have goals. Seth Godin. Yeah, this idea of, this idea of, of just like... It seems to me though, those people, they have goals, yeah. you know, they, right. they, they, they have goals. Yeah. And like, it's to your point Corbett about like, listen, when, so for me, people that I'll see, and I'm always curious about like this Steph sort of put on your marketer hat, be a researcher mode. I'm always looking at guys like Casey Neistat, Gary Vaynerchuk, um, Aubrey Marcus, Duncan Trussell, Joe Rogan. I'm fascinated by the success of some of these people. And I'm just like, why is this working? Yeah. Why is this working? What I can't know, especially with someone like a Gary Vaynerchuk, who you know is just like, he's thinking, he's thinking about something very different than what he's showing you. Yeah. Right. And so it's like, what's the goal that he's actually going for? Right. Is it, he's trying to get to 10 million subscribers or, you know, followers on Instagram. Cause he'll just have some goal like that. Right. And he'll just go like, what does it need? What is it? And then it's a long time to get there. 
right? Yeah. I don't know. Since that first, and, go for but, it. But Gary's business is so radically different than anything absolutely you're trying to start. Yeah, you know, he has hundreds of employees. He serves yeah. Fortune 500 companies. He's now a sports agent. Mm. Like this is crazy stuff, yeah. Yeah. and it relates very little to what we're doing. I think you can, as a researcher, study Gary and ask like, why is this post popular versus yeah. this other one? Mm-hmm. That he that he published, but you're not going to be able to ask you like ask yourself how does being popular on Instagram yeah. benefit his business in a way that's going to benefit mine, right? What, or like to my to my point, this like what's the underlying goal? What's his actual strategy that made him make this decision? Yeah. What's the what's the reason why? Right. Um, so or or like in Joe Rogan's case, like how much did being on Fear Factor contribute fifteen right. years ago contribute yeah. to what he's doing today? <laughs> totally. And if so, how do you get on Fear Factor? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which is not around anymore. So it's <laughs> right. like it, it it has to be this is this is the final point I want to make here. Okay. The final point is um, and I've heard this reiterated from lots of different successful people that I really admire. Most recently it was reiterated by Mike Verbiglia on Pete Holmes, You Made It Weird podcast, which I thought was really, really well, well put, where he says, listen, dude, you can't do it the way that Louis C.K. did it. He already did that. You're not going to come up the same way that someone else did. That's already been done. Those channels have like already closed. Now, in a business situation, that's very different. That's like, again, I'm just struck between the, the vast difference in a perspective or outlook or, or trajectory between, number one, I want to be popular. I want to be really, really popular. Top 10 podcasts on iTunes or something like that. And number two, like I need to make $2,000 a month from a podcast, right? These two are like, vastly different in terms of where they're going to get you. And like Steph said about don't leave social media, instead double down and re-engage on it, but do it your way. I think the final message that needs to be heard here is that your success can only come from doing this your way, eventually. I think I had this idea for a book called The Authenticity Trap, which I'll just spill the guts on the whole thing right here. But the idea is everybody thinks they're going to be successful by being themselves. You don't be yourself. You figure out how to, what you, like, so say you want to do a successful podcast. Well, do some research and figure out what a successful podcast needs to be. And then do yourself doing a successful podcast. Right. Right. Do those things your way. Yeah. Right. It's a both and it's two skis on the mountain. If you ever tried to ski down a mountain, cause one of your ski fell off, <laughs> fell off somewhere back there. And you're trying to stop yeah. skiing on one ski does not last yeah. for very long. You're saying you have to employ the strategies that any successful podcast would employ, yeah. but do it as yourself. And, and, and the truth is that the, the rules of what a successful, like to, to know this really well is that like for filmmaking is the thing I've studied the most, the history of filmmaking. If you go back to the beginning and you understand what a film really needs to be, it's very simple Mm -hmm. compared to what it's become now, right? If you look around at just what's here right now, you're going to think it needs to be all this stuff, yeah, right? But really, no, there's the foundations. And if you understand the foundations of like jazz, for example, then you can get in there and you can riff, you can go nuts, right? The point I'm trying to make here is, uh, is when you become successful, you will want, first of all, you will want that success to be driven, derived from you being you, Mm-hmm. You know, you doing it your way. There's loads of stories of people who become successful and then they realize, like Melissa Griffith, the story that Steph told earlier, like, I wasn't happy. Yeah. I was just playing this role. This isn't me. This isn't me. 
right? Then the question of like, how do you be successful? How do you build success? Doing it your way, so to speak, Frank Sinatra style, which is totally e- egotistical, by the way. You've heard that song? Mm. I did it my way. <laughs> Um, it's really, it's really sad when you look at it. I've only seen their hurt in karaoke. Whenever I hear that song, I imagine like an old man alone in a in a in his at the end of his life, just going like, "I did it my way." <laughs> just, just dies exactly. But uh, the 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 point I, I'm trying to make, I don't think I've landed yet, is the simple fact that I don't think you can get to popularity true, big, massive, popular success, the thing we've just told you to, to deprogram from your brain, I don't think you can get to that anyways, except for by bringing something perfectly and uniquely yourself to it. You understand the game, you play the game, but you're bringing something that's never been brought before. It's some, some little specific bit of your incarnation that's just like, this is, this is showing now. Yeah. Right. And point being, you're not going to bring that forward by imitating other people that That's right. you're comparing yourself to. That's right. That's right. Okay. So uh, listen, here's the summary of this whole thing. Instead of being jealous of somebody that's popular, envious, jealous, jealous, instead of that, let, that like building a kind of futility in you, see if you can do a little, put your marketer hat on, put your researcher hat on, see if you can find out why. Why is this? popularity why did this how did this happen where did this come from what the, they're, what they're doing right now is working why is it working but this is where most of our conversation focused was but hey be careful not to get lost in this comparison trap you can you absolutely can comfortably pay your bills without being an internet celebrity you can do that. And I think that to me personally is the biggest takeaway of this whole thing. You've got to come back to your goal, you've, to your intention, to what you really want. And that's the hardest question to answer. What you want, what do you want? That's the hardest question to answer for most of us in modern life, I think. But when you get to a sense of, of like, oh my God, this is what I want. It's what I've always wanted, right? There's an enormous sense of, of, um, of commitment and power and energy that flows from that. Like you can stick with something. Steph, anything to add over there before we close out? No, I think that's a great summary. The only thing I would add is um, I I know from teaching the goals course that sometimes uh, with good reason, people have some weirdness around goals and you might be listening being like, yeah, but I don't know what my goal is. If the word vision makes more sense to you, then then run with that. I think what Jace is really saying mm. is when he's talking about goals in this in this case, we're talking about how you want your life to really look, how you want this whole thing to feel, which we talk about a lot. Um, so if you're like, but I don't know what the goal is, I think it's more about asking yourself, what am I, what am I really trying to do for myself, for my family, for my future? Uh, for my pursuits, like what do I care about? How do I want this to look and feel? And starting with that is is definitely the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Corbett, any last words? You nailed it. Nailed it, bro. All right, guys, that is Fizzle Show 255. You can go to fizzleshow.co slash 255 to see the show notes for this podcast. Okay, so fizzleshow.co slash 255 is where you can go if you want to, you know, Check out the show notes and the links. You definitely need to learn about that minimum viable income. Definitely check out the goals course. We'll have links to both of those there. Other than that, another great conversation. Hope you're doing well. Hope your business is slowly heading towards or fastly, quickly heading towards that place you want it to be. Uh, And we're always here for you at Fizzle. So check out fizzle.co 
fizzle.co slash try five. If you want to try a free trial of that, talk to you guys later. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in.